Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The commission got voted down. The commission on January 6th, as uh, you well know, January 6th is the worst day in all of American history. Nothing even comes close, according to people on the political left. Now, look, I don't support riots at the Capitol. I also don't support riots in Minneapolis and Seattle and Portland or our beloved Indianapolis. I don't support riots. Riot is the voice of the unheard. Are you going to use the entirety of the Martin Luther King quote or just that? To try and get yourself into a place where these people are going to try and get themselves into a place where they accept riots as just standard operating procedure. What happened at the Capitol was wrong. What happened at the Capitol is not the worst thing that's ever happened to the country. Democrats wanted a commission, as I see it, so they can use it as a cudgel for the midterms. Republicans wouldn't go for a commission, so now they're going for a committee, yet Republicans have placed themselves on the committee. Five Republicans are on the committee, and the ranking member is Congressman Jim Banks. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com. Get the podcast. See the latest articles. You can support the show there as well. TonyKatz.com. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now from the Indiana 3rd. That's the Fort Wayne area of Indiana. Let's start with the basics. The difference between the commission that got voted down, sir, and this committee, as put together by Speaker Pelosi, where the House majority le- or the House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has picked you and Congressman Jim Jordan and others to be a part of the committee, what's the difference? Well, uh, Tony, that's the heart of this. This is this is uh, not a bipartisan committee. This is a very partisan uh, effort by by Pelosi and the Democrats. They they passed it out of the House. Republicans uh, all along were in favor of a truly bipartisan effort. Uh, to look at January 6th and the violent uh, political um, uh, extremism that occurred or the riots that occurred in big cities around the country. If Democrats were serious about investigating that, we would look into what happened, as you said, in big cities, the violent protests that happened, political protests that happened last uh, summer as well. But they're not interested in that. This is, a, this is an entirely political effort. The chairman of the committee, Benny Thompson, yesterday said that, uh, that, that Nancy Pelosi is off-limits. We can't talk about Nancy Pelosi. And he came out this morning and said, but we are going to talk about Donald Trump and, uh, and blame Donald Trump for what happened on January 6th. And that's what this, that's what this commit, select committee is all about. They're going to drag it out until Election Day because Democrats want to talk about January 6th and Donald Trump. They don't want to talk about rising inflation, crime waves, the border crisis, the critical race theory crap that they're teaching our kids in school. You're not going to get an argument from me, that will sir. lose the majority. They want to talk about... January 6th instead. You're not going to get an argument from me on that, but let's now take a step back. Nancy Pelosi is off limits. Explain how Nancy Pelosi should absolutely be a part of the conversation if we're discussing the security of the Capitol on that day. Yeah, this is the this gets to the heart of the issue, Tony. The questions that the media and the left, the Democrats, don't want to answer is why the Capitol was left vulnerable on January 6th to allow the allow the the uh, the break-in of the Capitol to happen to begin with, and we know what we know uh, already is that um, there, there's a lot of evidence leading up to January 6th that the Capitol Police uh, they they had uh, intelligence leading up to that day, and they weren't ready for what happened, even though they knew something could potentially happen. So we're going to ask the tough questions. I'm I'm the ranking member. I'm going to lead the 
I'm going to lead the Republicans on this uh, this committee, and we're going to demand answers to questions that they don't that that haven't been asked that they don't want to ask. Like, why did Speaker Pelosi and the Sergeant at Arms deny the Capitol Police's request? for the National Guard troops to be at the Capitol on January 6th. That question still hasn't been answered. We're going to demand answers for that, for, to that question. Why, why was the Capitol unprepared for the attack? We're going to ask questions about the systemic breakdown of leadership at the very top of the Capitol Police. And to, to answer your question, Tony, why, why, why is Nancy Pelosi involved in that? Because the Capitol Police chief reports to the Speaker of the House. And, and that, that's, why it's, that's why it's relevant. Why, why did... Why did uh, the, the highest levels of the, the sergeant-at-arms and the, the, the Capitol Police say that it was bad optics for the National Guard to be at the Capitol to protect the Capitol that day? We're going to ask and demand answers to those questions. And my, my mission, Tony, I'll tell you right now, is that Nancy Pelosi will regret the day that she put together this very partisan uh, charade uh, of this committee uh, to, to investigate January 6th, uh, supposedly, when we all know this is a political effort instead. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, he'll be the ranking member on the committee looking into the events of January 6th. I think one of the questions that people have, yeah, I was on Newsmax just yesterday and this got, this conversation got brought up. I, I brought up you specifically, uh, and, and people asked, why are Republicans even participating in this? You say no to the commission, but yes to adding members to this committee. Why? Yeah, well, well, first of all, the, the, the Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, approached me and asked me to lead this effort because he, know, he knows I'm a, I'm, a serious, uh, I'm a serious congressman, but I'm also a fighter. And, and that's, that's what this is about. I mean, this is another uh, effort to demonize Donald Trump, to demonize everyone, every Republican in the country who voted for Donald Trump, to demonize Republicans. This is a, this is a political charade. Uh, by, by the Democrats uh, to beat up on Republicans, and and we need we need fighters to go and fight back, and that that's why Kevin McCarthy asked me to lead the way. He asked Jim Jordan, uh, who's seasoned in in uh, pushing back against uh, a situation. He was he was on the front lines of both the impeachment efforts last year. He he was on the Benghazi committee. Uh, we have Kelly Armstrong, who was also involved in the impeachment efforts on the Judiciary Committee from North. Uh, Dakota. We have we have the only sheriff on the committee. Sheriff uh, Troy Nels from Texas is the only law enforcement officer on the entire committee. He's on our side to dig into some of the the breakdown of law enforcement protocols and the lack of preparation on that day. And then we have Rodney Davis from Illinois, who's the Republican lead on the House Administration Committee that understands all of the ins and outs of of, uh, of the Capitol Police, how they operate, and the administration of the Capitol building. So we have a powerful strong team to fight back against the Democrats. But that, that's, what our, that's what our effort is all about, Tony. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now. He's the chairman of the Republican Study Committee. This committee uh, for January 6th put together by Speaker Pelosi, as described by the congressman, a partisan uh, committee. I know what you've put together, but I didn't get an answer to my question. Why the hell are you doing this? You know it's a political stunt. I know it's a political stunt. Even if you wanted information about January 6th, this is all about Trump. It's Trump 24-7 for these people. It's a fetish like anything I've ever seen before. You know you won't be able to get an answer to your question. You know you're going to get painted as the impediment to finding out what happened. Why are you putting yourself in this position? Yeah, Tony, this is all about fighting back. I mean, like I said a little bit ago, Democrats don't want to talk about about how their policies 
are negatively affecting families all over this country from, from inflation to crime to the, to the border crisis. They don't want to talk about that. We're going to force them to talk about that. And, and that, that's, that's what this, uh, this effort, us, us being appointed to this, this uh, committee, McCarthy asking the five of us to go and fight back against these, uh, these Democrats is all about that, Fi- fighting back and exposing the truth. Uh, if there's nobody there sitting on the committee, there's not an opportunity to expose the truth about uh, why ask ask and demand answers to the fundamental questions about why the Capitol wasn't prepared for what happened on January 6th when there was intelligence dating back several days and weeks on social media accounts that the Capitol Police leadership knew about that that the intelligence channels knew about why why did this happen to begin with if we're ever going to get to the bottom of how we prevent another travesty like January 6th from happening we have to ask those questions Democrats don't want to ask those questions because they know at the end of the day. Nancy Pelosi sits at the top of the uh, at the top of the food chain, and ultimately she's accountable for the Capitol Police, and and that's why after January 6th, the head of the Capitol Police was fired, the Sergeant at Arms uh, resigned. Um, there was a systemic breakdown of, of leadership in protecting the Capitol, and uh, and 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 so far the media and the Democrats they they haven't asked questions about that. We're we're going to demand them to do that. I want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Why yes to the committee, but you all Republicans voted no to the, or almost all Republicans voted no to the commission. Well, it, it, you go back to the, the the last two impeachments, Tony. You don't you don't you don't give the Democrats a, a free ride to go and do uh, the the shenanigans that they want to do without fighting back. And this is a this is a this is about messaging. This is about pushing back, about fighting back, and telling the telling the real story. And I I can't think of any better. Uh, communicators. There's no better communicator in Capitol Hill than Jim Jordan. There's no there's no greater fighter in the Republican conference than Jim Jordan. And and uh, the four of us will be there as well to fight back and and uh, and and force the Democrats to tell the truth. Walk me through the very concept of fighting back. Is there a place amongst Republicans where they can look at the people who entered the Capitol? and engage what we describe as a riot and say they were wrong. Do Republicans say they were wrong for entering the Capitol? Well, of course. And there, there have been uh, hundreds of arrests of those who have either uh, either attacked police, Capitol Police officers on that day uh, or those who, who broke into the Capitol. And, and, and Tony, those, those individuals who, who did that, uh, they should be punished to the full extent of the law for breaking the law on January 6th, but but these but these Democrats have taken it a lot further than that. They they want to attack and demonize uh, anyone who voted for Donald Trump, anyone who came to a political rally on January 6th to hear President Trump, anyone who participated and exercised their First Amendment rights to protest and peaceably assemble on January 6th. They they want to attack every single American who voted for Donald Trump and anyone who showed up. Uh, uh, in the nation's capital on that day, we're not going to let them do that. I mean, I, I'm, I am not going to let this a committee turn into a uh, an effort to demonize any Republican uh, or any any anyone who voted for Donald Trump or showed up on that day. And that, that's what the Democrats are trying to do. I'm not going to let them do that. Now, let's go in the other direction because there is video that exists of Capitol Police officers welcoming people in 
to the Capitol on January 6th? Or is there going to be a conversation on this committee of whether or not people actually thought they were even engaged in a riot? I'm not saying some people weren't, but other people felt that they were invited into the Capitol. The video is very clear and very confusing, may I add. Is there going to be a conversation that there was a mixed message from Capitol Police regarding who could come into the Capitol building and who couldn't? Yeah, you asked me a little bit ago, why why are we participating in this committee? And that, Tony, that that gets to the heart of why. If there's nobody on this committee who's asking those types of questions to the panelists who show up like next Tuesday, we have Capitol Police officers showing up next Tuesday to tell their story. And uh, if there's there's nobody on the panel, then there's nobody to ask questions like that. I mean, why why between noon and 8 p.m. on January 6th is there 14,000 hours of unseen footage of that day that has not been has not been released. I mean, we're we're going to demand that. Did you just uh, say fourteen thousand hours? We're going to ask uh, fourteen thousand hours of unseen footage that was taken by different cameras by different people who were there. We're going to demand answers to questions that haven't been asked that the media hasn't pushed for, and the Democrats certainly don't want to get into as well. We're going to ask those tough questions, and that that that's one of them. We're going to dig in, dive into uh, questions like that. We we kick off the committee next. The first hearing is next. Tuesday, um, I'm I'm uh, already uh, talking to the chairman of the committee about um, uh, about why we don't get to call witnesses uh, to be a part of the panel uh, next Tuesday as well. It's a conversation that we're having today because we want we want to hear from uh, all sides of the cap the cap the next Tuesday's Capitol Police officers. We want to hear from Capitol Police officers who can help us get to the truth about questions like that. Why why were we not prepared? Why why did the training allow for a systemic breakdown of security of the Capitol on January 6th. Those are questions that, de- that de- the Democrats are not remotely interested in asking. Nobody's asking those questions. We're, we're on our side. We're going to be the ones demanding answers. And in 30 seconds or less, it's your feeling that the Democrats are going to have this draw out until right before the midterm elections. <laughs> There's no question about it. I mean, they, they want to talk about this. They want to keep uh, they want to keep this in the news. They uh, They want to focus on Donald Trump beating up on Donald Trump and on January 6th they don't want to talk about the the dangerous policies they put in place that are sending this country in uh in a into a, a terrible situation all across the board from inflation to crime uh, this is what they want to talk about and and that's going to be a major part of uh our messaging on the committee too Congressman Jim Banks from the Indiana 3rd District chairman of the Republican Study Committee and now the ranking member on this committee on january 6th we will keep up with you and keep tabs on what's happening congressman appreciate you taking the time more coming up i'm tony katz Brisbane, Australia, will host the 2032 Olympics as if there will still be an Olympics in 2032. I'm just putting forth that no. And as we know, they're still considering canceling the games in Tokyo, which start in two days. Some of the games have have already started. U.S. uh, uh, I mean, women's soccer has started. U.S. women's national team losing their first game in 44 games to Sweden, 3-0. But they all took a knee before uh, the game started. They, they, they were woke, just not winners. I mean, just the way it is. We should be clear 
that they're what they're interested in what they're interested in winning is not it being a team is not it now maybe it was just one everyone's due one loss we'll see how they do we'll see if they get into the knockout rounds or not but brisbane gets the uh, olympics in 2032 but they're the only people who applied they're the only people who applied to have this game. As a matter of fact, the International Olympic Committee actually worked to ensure that no other cities even tried to apply. But who wants this now? Who wants this? Now, now I say this knowing in 2028 the games come back to the U.S., Los Angeles. But they've known this for a while. Understand that the Brisbane has 11 years now to prepare for the Olympic Games. That's what it takes? 11 years to get ready for a Games? That's uh That's a lot. Are they are they raising money? Are they are they trying to figure out what are they? I don't know. Lord only knows. Look, if the Olympics don't actually happen this year because of COVID, this, that, and the other, it's it's uh, 27 levels of disaster, and we all know it. We're all fully aware of it. I, I'm even money. Remember, I'm the guy who said the Olympics weren't going to happen. I, however, did not properly identify the pressure put on the Olympics by the IOC to make sure those television contracts get honored. Because if it ain't for money, there, there, there ain't nothing, right? If, it, if, if there's no money involved, pfft, <laughs> they, they could care less. We're going to see. We're going to see if it happens. And I got to get into this story. Just one of those odd nonsense stories about, you know, you sometimes see it on a on a on a website. You're like, what is the point of this? And this is a question of whether or not food addictions are real. How is food addiction not real? But there's a quiz. I figured we could we could all use a a, a quiz. We're gonna find out whether or not you're addicted. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz today. I have never heard of this guy, Tom Barrick. I can't even remember in any reporting that we've done about Trump have we ever brought up his name. He's a real estate guy. Um, he uh, was the founder and executive chairman of a, of, of a REIT, real estate investment trust company. Friend of President Trump's. He also was in charge of the inauguration. That's that's what he did. He was the chairman of the 2016 Trump inauguration. Well, he has been arrested on charges of acting as a foreign agent. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. This is the kind of stuff that drives me nuts. 
There is nothing illegal about representing a foreign nation. There is something seriously wrong with not disclosing said information. So if a nation hires a, a law firm, a lobbying firm, a, a PR firm, whatever, to, you know, to put up ads or do whatever, that, that's all fine. Hey, listen, uh, we need you to lobby Congress because we want to be able to create this relationship or that relationship. That's all legal. I have no issue with this. But if you don't disclose that information, everything else after that is nonsense. Don't want to hear it. So the charge is, and this coming from the DOJ, uh, he was uh, charged with two other guys in a seven-count indictment in Brooklyn being charged with fraud. He's being charged with illegally lobbying Trump on behalf of the UAE. However, Trump didn't know it, as the DOJ points out. And this is real... If you want to know sometimes that, yeah, we actually do things on the up and up in America, we've got it straight up, we got straight together, here's what happened. The DOJ pointing out that what this guy Barrick did was an affront to Trump. Meaning that they they are fully aware that not only did did, did Trump not do anything wrong, because he didn't do anything wrong. It's a story about how, and I'm quoting here, the conduct alleged in this indictment is nothing short of a betrayal of those officials in the United States, including the former president. One of the reasons I'm not a Michael Flynn guy And by the way, Flynn was railroaded by the FBI. And holy cow, that story about about Gretchen Whitmer is insane. I was talking about this earlier. I don't know if you heard the story or not. Follow uh, me, me if you will. The story was was that Gretchen Whitmer, she was uh, part of a plot to, uh, there was a plot to kidnap her. There was a plot to kidnap the governor of, of, of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. But it's been being reported, and again, it's BuzzFeed, so you can take it with a grain of salt. The report goes that the FBI was very involved in, the, in understanding this plot. However, involved takes on a very curious kind of demeanor when you learn that the FBI had informants deep into this into these groups these these so-called extremist groups as a matter of fact there were moments where FBI guys were running the groups as is being reported and this uh from an editor over at BuzzFeed we'll find out whether that's true or not The FBI used at least 12 informants to make the case against these guys for the kidnapping plot against the the current governor, Gretchen Whitmer, including one FBI agent who was so deeply embedded in one militant group that he was elected its second in command and briefly ran it. So now let's take it, you know, take it out a little bit. 
you say that these guys were uh, looking to kidnap the the governor. Well, you've got that many FBI guys involved, and you've got FBI guys who are running the group. Isn't it possible that the FBI radicalized these people to want them to kidnap the governor so they could then arrest them? Is that a crime? Is that a crime? So, like, uh, let me rephrase. Are you- let me rephrase. If okay, I, I won't yell at you anymore. I won't I'm yell at you. As a, as, a, as a drug kingpin or something, and I tell my guys to sell drugs, and they do it, like, yes, that's entrapment, but at the same time, you still did it. If you were to be a part of the FBI and infiltrate a drug gang and then supply them with drugs and invent new routes for them to sell the drugs... And these guys are like, ah, we don't want to sell to kids. And you're like, no, no, we got to sell to kids. I'll kill your sister if you don't sell to kids. And they sell to kids. Yeah, well, in that example, yes, that, that's pretty bad. Okay. This, there's a difference. I didn't mean to yell at you. I didn't mean to yell at you. I just, you just, you, 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 you hit me in that, in that spot between, I don't know if you're just playing incredulous or I need to come into studio and beat you with a stick. You were right there. In that in that sweet spot. Good to know for future reference. The the idea that the FBI would have an you know somebody on the inside is one thing. The idea that the FBI would be running the show and encouraging the the situation is a different thing altogether. So now what I want is a full investigation. A complete and full investigation because this is nuts. An examination of the case by BuzzFeed also reveals that some of those informants acting under the direction of the FBI played a far larger role than has previously been reported. Working in secret, they did more than just passively observe and report on the actions of the suspects. Instead, they had a hand in nearly every aspect of the alleged plot, starting with its inception. The extent of their involvement raises questions as to whether there would have been uh, even been a conspiracy without them. That's the di- there's the difference, producer. Sorry. Uh, the 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 F, let, let's let us take uh, uh, the position that we can utilize this reporting. The FBI is broken, a disaster, and same as it ever was. You don't know this uh, about me. Let let me help you through it. I am not a fan of law enforcement. I appreciate law enforcement. I respect law enforcement. But I find that the personality traits of law enforcement are not personality traits that I personally enjoy. And I find that there are people, certainly not all, of course there are good cops and of course there are good FBI agents and I have met them myself and I appreciate them and and a chance to hang out with them is, is often enjoyable. But there are people who believe that they're above the law. There are people who believe that anything goes. There are absolutely people who go for the gun and the badge. Because they like the power over people. They like the dominion over people. They like being able to do this to people. I want an investigation. Me, I, I, I'm, I'm never going by the reporting and then declaring guilt. You find this happened. There's not enough jail time for these guys. Throw them in jail. Take away their pensions. I don't care if their kid goes to college or not. 
I don't care if they keep the house. Means nothing to me. I ain't paying for these people. I despise this kind of stuff. Makes me sick. When I say I'm not often a fan of law enforcement, I'm discussing this. You want to go rep another nation? You're more than welcome to. You're not going to admit it. You're not going to let people know it. You're going to try and hide the fact there is not enough jail time for you. Two subjects. Same exact conversation. Now let me get into some food. Right? We, we talked about how Taco Bell is facing the food shortage because everyone is. Everyone is. All these supply chain issues, these, these are These are massive. These are massive, and they're not going away. But there was this. There, there was this, this quiz right here to find out if you struggle with, with uh, food addiction. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, all right, so here it is. This, uh, this, this goes back to 2009, this, this quiz right here. That, that's what this goes back to. That, that's weird. Is this a story from 2009? No. No, it's not, but they may put the story out every year for all I know. So here's the, the scientific quiz. Here, here's the, the, the questions. There's, there's, oh, there's a whole lot of questions, producer Ari. Let's, let's, see, how many, let's see how many we can get. Um, in the past 12 months, producer Ari, here's question number one. I find that when I start eating certain foods, I end up eating much more than planned. Does that happen never once a month, two to four times a month, two to three times a week, or four or more times a day? I or four or more times or daily? I, I, I never. I mean, I don't. I don't think I ever consciously or unconsciously overeat. Well, let's say once a year. Once a year, so that's never. Yeah, that's not for me. Once a month, sushi, Chinese food, sure. But yeah. I don't eat Chinese food once a month. I'd certainly eat sushi yeah, once a month. But like everyone overeats Chinese food, so that's you know. That's not a- I, what I'm, I'm answering the thing honestly. Okay, well, I guess you're including Chinese food, like yes, but I also get Chinese food like once every six months. Okay, yeah, yeah. So do we. So, so, so do we. Um, uh, I eat to the point where I feel physically ill. Never once a month, two to four times a month, two to three times a week, four more times a week, or daily. I mean, I I can't tell you the last time I did that, so I'm not. Yeah, never. Uh, yeah, it would be. Le- it would, I would. Ha- I would be a never too. That's less. Uh, definitely less than once a month. It's not that I haven't done it before. Oh, I've done it before. Oh yeah, so have I, I. I certainly have. I spend a lot of time feeling sluggish or fatigued from overeating. That's not you. You're like constantly moving. I mean, I feel sluggish sometimes. Do you like eating what? What makes you feel sluggish? For some reason, breakfast food makes me like in the morning. If I eat in the morning, I'm really feeling it. The rest of the you day. mean eggs and bacon or pancakes and waffles? Anything. Really? Yeah, it's really weird. I will tell you that I, you know, I'm I'm up at at five or before five. I don't eat a meal until nine. I I mean, maybe I'll have some chocolate covered almonds in in the meantime. I have coffee. I have water. I don't eat a meal until nine. My days of waking up and eating breakfast that's super rare, super rare. And that's my five day a week schedule on the weekend, maybe. So I'm um, I'm 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 with you there. There have been times when I consume certain foods so often or in such large quantities that I started to eat food instead of working, spending time with my friends and family, or engaging in other important activities or recreational activities I enjoy. 
Look, look, I I have had lots of weight issues my whole life. I have never viewed food as crack. I have been one of those people, especially in my my 20s, uh, the awfulness of my 20s, who utilized food as a way of of feeling something. That happened. Right? The the person, I can't get a date anyway, so they're eating ice cream over the kitchen sink, which is the way you eliminate calories. Ice cream eaten over the kitchen sink has no calories. Did you know that? Science. That is science right there. Bill Nye approved. But I've never been like, guys, I'd, I'd love to go to the movie, but I'm eating this third steak and I just can't stop. That is, Now, that in and of itself, you don't have to answer any other question. If you've ever had to eat the third steak, well, you know, it's a, it could be a good steak. So let me, if you had to have the third bag of uh, Doritos instead of hanging out with friends, yes, you have a problem. You have a problem. You got to go take care of that. I just, I just want you to get the help you need. I'm Tony Katz. So I think one of the big stories of the day for those people who follow uh, critical race theory insanity um, is that, you know, the Department of Education is linked to this guide for racial justice and abolitionist social and emotional learning. I, 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 I think that's just the weirdest name in, uh, in, in, in the world. And the abolitionist teaching network. But I don't think, they don't mean abolitionists like you and I know abolitionists. They're they're people who believe that you have to have a commitment to learning from students, families, and educators who disrupt whiteness and other forms of of oppression. If you you engage this concept of whiteness, chances are I know you're not someone I'm going to enjoy very, very much. Um, so th- this this group is getting promoted by the Biden administration, and this group works to push critical race theory in schools. The guide lists abolitionist teachers' demands, which include free anti-racist therapy for white educators and support staff. And that teaching and learning standards, as well as teacher evaluation, should be, quote, grounded in the pursuit of black, brown, and indigenous liberation, critically uh, excellence and joy. I don't even know what to do with the information here. So we have once again shown the radicalness that exists within this world and it doesn't matter how the people who support it try and spin it and discuss it and and uh share about it look we are clear that critical race theory is a problem for our kids it's a problem for parents we're not having a conversation in opposition of teaching about America's history. No rational person is. 
But if you teach people to hate, if you teach people that one group is better than another group, if you teach people that one, one group is less than another group, if you teach people that a group should be hated because of the color of their skin and if you remove their individuality, you got problems. You got problems. And you have problems that cannot be uh, solved with this kind of, uh, uh, of attack. You keep creating divides between color. You will continue to have divides between color. And no, we don't trust you to make it better for our kids. I think that's the part that has teachers, of course, most outraged. Not all teachers. They, the parents are getting involved in their kids' education, and they're like, whoa, whoa this is our job. Well, not, not really. Not really. It's, it's parents' job. We hire you to teach math and science. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com tomorrow, everyone.